0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Hello, sports fans, and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for
2: the fans.
1: Where you can guarantee explosive debate, trending topics, big interviews and guests,
2: and regular uploads.
1: Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show.
3: Hello and welcome to episode number sixty-six of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James. Um, my name is James. And together we are TTM Sports. In tonight's episode, we have got Shah from The Dale Way, a Rochdale podcast. Welcome, Shah. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me, guys. And um, I hope you're both OK as well.
2: Yeah, we're we're good. We're as good as we can be. We're as good as we can be.
3: Absolutely. Um, we're really good. Um, actually, it's a, a couple of hours ago, we were the eighth highest football podcast in india ranked above the sky sports football podcast and the athletics main football co- podcast so we'll take that um we're yeah, happy big, with that um,
2: big shout out to um our, our very good friend Sashin from hyderabad who we know we actually uh, met him the other night and we know he listens to the show so hope you could good, in and we'll speak to you soon It brings us
3: in nicely, actually, with Shah, because Sashin, we know, one of our avid listeners from Twitter and from Twitter Spaces, and this is where we met Shah. Now, Shah on Instagram, um, massive following, over 18,000 followers, which is absolutely incredible. Congratulations to you for that. Uh, Massive football fan. Talk to us about your podcast.
0: Yeah, so basically, it's everything about Rochdale. I've been... I've been a Rochdale fan since I've been born because I had no choice, got that from my dad. As soon as I was born, he got me a kit. So um, yeah, um, unfortunately with all the clubs around us, I've turned out to be a Rochdale fan. Um, it's not the most glamorous, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, the Dale Way is basically a podcast, but it's from a woman's point of view. and is me who presents it and my friend isabel who um like me started watching with her dad um and pretty much we just thought it was the right time really to start a podcast from a woman's point of view because it was actually um rochdale who they've actually i don't know if you've heard but um there's a campaign called her game Two and rochdale have recently um partnered with them and they're showing their support to the campaign um in March they're actually doing a dedicated fixture and I think that's a barrel game at home so um they'll be leading up that week obviously they'll be doing things um to do with her game too the footballers will be wearing t-shirts um showing their support to the campaign um yeah we just thought because obviously it was it was that really that got us into starting a podcast. There was something always was in the pipeline, but that kind of inspired us because there's not really anything from a woman's point of view and especially lower league football. um, it doesn't really get the recognition. And yeah, we just thought we'd start something fresh, really.
2: Have you had any um, contact with the club at all, especially like around the Her Game her game 2 movement? Have, have you been able to get in touch with the club? Um, at all?
0: Yeah, Um, actually, we actually put a tweet out on Twitter and um, we asked for other women who were Rochdale fans if they wanted to get involved. And me and Isabel are actually the main hosts, but um, we asked out if anyone would want to join a team and, like, each week rotate, you know, do match analysis and just get other people's opinions. And when we put the tweet out, the club actually um, messaged us and our chairman Messaged us as well and just said how excited they were for it, how they thought it was a great idea. Um, Rochdale's always been a well run family and community kind of club. So it's a bit of a hard one because, as much as it is really positive, Rochdale, at the same time, you're surrounded by like your Manchester cities, your Manchester it's yeah, yeah. Bolton, all these bigger local sides. So even though it is a family orientated club, you don't really get the big crowds because you've obviously got them clubs around you. So we're just trying to promote it in a good way to them, um, obviously, just to try and to try and get other people going. And obviously, if they can, if obviously me and Isabel can inspire, like a young girl going with a mom or a dad or even the whole family going, then yeah, we've that's our job done, kind of thing.
2: yeah I think that's amazing I think the the fact that Rochdale as well as a club are like one of the first clubs to sign up and do a dedicated fixture that's that's so cool like it's just a shame that no disrespect that it is Rochdale you know if if only it had been you know a Premier League team getting behind something like that just how much more of an impact would it have um but to be fair that's 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 good really that even the club as well are willing to get involved
0: yeah honestly um they've been really supportive and um it's not just our podcast, obviously. There's um, there's one called RochdaleAFC.com and they um, recently won an award at the North Manchester Awards, which is brilliant. I think there's another couple of Rochdale podcasts as well. So obviously they've shown their support towards us, but at the same time, they didn't want to, obviously it's from a female's point of view, but they didn't want to like favour us over them podcasts as well. So they've obviously said like, They'll equally try and help us all as much as they can, kind of thing. So, yeah, they've been really great. And um, there's, a, there's a couple of the players who are obviously following us, um, the staff, they've all really been really supportive. And um, yeah, we're really thankful. And um, we've actually got our own piece now in the match day programme. So, we're on uh, the sa- Saturday's game against Carlisle, is our third feature and it's honestly it's just mind-blowing because obviously i've been going since i was five six years old i've always been one of them kids who's bought the program i've got a program collection keep them as souvenirs and it's just surreal to see like that in the program like our own feature it's I, think it's, uh,
3: I think it's fantastic um you know full credit and props to you for that i mean you go back just simply 20 years if you if you go back to I me mean, when i was going with my dad i I was going in well the mid nineties. I went to Rochdale when uh, I went there with Warsaw. Um, my dad's a massive, massive Warsaw fan, and um, we've we've bounced around the leagues, mostly League One, and the last five to ten years been back down into League Two. Um, but in in terms of what I'm trying to say is the the change in the her game to and with more females coming into the more mainstream and front of centre. The way it's been accepted is a breath of fresh air because let's be brutally honest, if you were to go in, let's say, a run-of-the-mill Saturday afternoon, 1999, you're not going to see very many women there and and the thought of even having uh, a feature in a programme would just be completely unheard of. So, I mean, from the wider football community, fair play to you for that. And um, I have to tip my hat to you, I really do. I think it's absolutely incredible and you should feel proud of yourself as well but keep going because obviously these things take time the growth of the women's game absolutely especially over the past two or three years has been unbelievable i mean i remember watching i think it was the world cup in america or canada uh, the women's world cup a few years ago when we've done really really well over there i remember watching that And one of my favorite players is lucy bronze the right back i mean do you ever follow the the more of the women's side of things as well or just the male
0: and- Don't get me wrong, like when it's on TV and stuff, I'll watch it. I will admit, I am more, I've always watched the men's football more than the the women's. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's just obviously me growing up and obviously going with my dad and stuff. But I do want to get more into like watching the women's kind of football as well. I'm not as familiar as I am with obviously the men's and obviously supporting Rochdale. But yeah, that's something I am really looking into and hopefully like. I can carry on watching like some female games as well as men's.
2: We've got the Euros, haven't we, in the summer um, yeah. in England. Um, my, my favorite women's players, I've got two of the, of the, of the Lionesses. I've got two favorite players, right. And one of them is Jill Scott. I love Jill Scott because she's, she's what, 34, 35 now. She's still trying. She's just gone to, she's gone to Everton, I believe, or Aston Villa, one of the two. And she's just gone there on loan so she can keep going. So she's in, in form so she can go to the Euros I like, unbelievable actually they all went to the Olympics as well all these girls um, and my other favourite player is Ellen White because Ellen White is the female version of Harry Kane she's just mad goals uh, the Olympics again she she was at the Olympics and she broke the record now she's the highest goal scorer in English women's football history um, for, the, for the Lionesses she's got the record now so yeah they're my two favourite women's players but yeah, women's football is definitely on the up as well. Um, especially the WSL now, um, loads, loads more coverage. They've got the Sky Sports TV deal as well, and people like Karen Carney, you know, readily available on the telly. Alex Scott, and it just puts more eyes on it, and it is good. But back to back to Rochdale a sec, though. Yeah. Sha. not great on the pitch, is it?
0: Do you know what? It's it's frustrating. Not,
2: not good entertainment for you.
0: honestly it's frustrating because honestly looking at us in the table now you you'd think oh they're not doing very well but we have been playing and looking at stats and everything league two stats we've created the most chances in the league like all the attacking ones don't get me wrong all the stats there we are top of them all we have just got no end product so we're creating the chances, but we're just not finishing them. <laughs> and it's so frustrating because if we had a finisher, which fingers crossed, I'm hoping now, because we've just signed a striker from Darlington called Luke Charman, and right. he, he looks quite good. So um, fingers crossed, I'm hoping he can finish um, our chances because it's just so frustrating because, honestly, people will look at me and they are like, why are you down there? Like, are we playing bad? We're playing really good football, but we're just not scoring.
2: <laughs> you need to dip in. You need to dip into the market, share and get someone in. Isn't you've never though, never been the same. Ian Henderson was the one that used to get all the goals, wasn't he?
0: Don't he broke our heart. He broke our heart. He's gone to Salford.
2: Mm. And well, he, money, money talks. Exactly. There you go. That's it. The problem is now. You see him now. You look at Wrexham. They're signing players from. They signed someone from Burton today. Yeah. Um, like you know, first team regular. They signed did they sign someone's top goal scorer as well from League One? With Wimbledon. where they signed Wimbledon's top goal yeah. scorer?
0: Yeah, I think they did. And obviously And they're like, in League One. Yeah, but like Safari so Screen as well, like best mm. smash in League Two, but they've got the money. They've got the yeah. money now, and that's what we're competing with. It's like Rochdale have never been that club with money. We've obviously had to sell players on like um people don't really associate Rochdale with decent players kind of thing but um we once had Craig Dawson he plays for West Ham he's yeah. actually a oh Rochdale
2: yeah 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 so, back.
0: well he's a Rochdale fan um obviously Gr- do you know Grant Holt
2: yeah yeah of course absolutely absolutely yeah.
0: Ricky Lambert Glenn Murray um you do yeah. well
3: with um like target man
2: yeah you see English to... strikers it sounds yeah. like it's route one down at, or up at Rochdale mainly then <laughs> by going by that list of players route we're... one and second balls
0: yeah we are literally that club where a player's not doing very well so they go to Rochdale we get them back on the feet again and then we have to sell them off because like I said we're, we're not a club with a lot of money kind of thing we've got to do that but um yeah at the same time we can't really complain because we own our own football ground yeah Stuff like that. So, in one aspect, it is frustrating because obviously, like we are having to sell our best players, but at the same time, we are stable in that way. Like where we own our own football ground, and yeah, Yeah. we've all been one of them clubs that haven't been like struggling. Like obviously, liquidation. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, like unfortunately, very. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's. 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 uh, It's a really weird league. League Two and League League One really, but League Two especially because you've got a mixture of ambitious clubs that have either come out of the National League and are looking to work their way straight through it, like your Harrogate's and um, uh, Sutton seem to be doing really well. I don't know whether that's just a momentum thing, but you do get that bounce, don't you? And then it's a double some of the if a team that comes down from League One, they're normally pretty strong and they generally go straight back near the top. Um, uh, My local club is Swindon. So I've watched yeah. a load of football at Swindon. Uh, obviously, they're down there. as well. if you'd have looked at Swindon, they had eight players with two weeks before the season started, um, and yeah. they had no owner. They were they were on they were on the brink. They don't own their own ground either, uh, the county ground. So it was, you know it was really on a knife edge down at Swindon, and it has been for a long, long time. You know, Swindon were in the Premier League in 1994. Um, and, and you know, Oldham, another one, they've come all the way down there, yeah. you know. And and but then you've got the just a mix of like traditional clubs of Bradford. Are they in League Two now?
0: Yeah. We played them actually. Um, yeah, like, yeah.
2: like big, yeah. big clubs. And Rochdale just seemed to be sort of a steady eddy, middle of the run, but like you say, that you know, stable financially, yeah, good, probably core family valued, um, fan base. Sounds like they're, you know, they're willing to get behind things like the Her Game 2 movement, you know, a good family club. So you can't knock it, a good community club, I would say, probably.
0: Yeah, 100%. And um, like you mentioned Swindon, I've got a lot of respect for Swindon fans in particular and Cheltenham fans because we had our struggles um, in the summer um, with owners and it was actually to do with, I won't name names or anything, but it was to do with swindon's ex-owners chelton's ex-owners and um mm. rachel are actually still going through a court case now and there was a lot of trouble behind lee power it, it was actually it was is it curran and rose
2: not Karen sure rose lee power was the the, the swindon owner
0: yeah they're all linked anyway they're all linked together and, and gareth
2: barry's in there floating around somewhere for some reason as well is and he? he's he's yeah. dodgy as well
0: yeah and um It's one of them where obviously the past couple of years, us fans didn't know about all this and it all came out like recently in the summer and stuff and there was a lot of um, issues and if obviously we didn't get rid of our chairman, who's our old chairman who's now gone, and obviously get new board members in we could have obviously ended up like your Berries your Macclesfields and stuff and this is why this season as much as it is frustrating because you obviously want to get back into League One Robbie Stockdale our manager got appointed three weeks before the season obviously we've had our issues off the pitch going on and as long as we don't get relegated, if we just finish above relegation, I'd be more than happy because we didn't have a team. Obviously, we're building. We got some money because we, um, we played Plymouth in the FA Cup. That was on ITV. So we got some television money. We sold Jake Beasley, who's gone to Blackpool. Aaron Marley, who's gone to, obviously, Bolton. Got some money. Stabilising our team, building a team for next season. So, yeah, I think if we re- rebuild this season... I'm more than happy. I really am, because I think this season, if we did get promoted, I think it'd be a bit too soon for us, and we'd end up just going straight back down. Yeah, we no, might.
3: very, very sensible. Shah, um, yeah. you're you're a breath of fresh air. It, it is absolutely, it is bewildering that your your knowledge of your club is absolutely fantastic. You should be proud of yourself. Um, obviously. We're all English. We all we all follow England. We'll we'll have a quick quick one-liner on England in World Cup year. We obviously we always talk to our guests about England, and that, that's really half the podcast is what, what we're about. We love the Three Lions, <laughs> and then we'll talk about some uh, some latest news, some stuff that's dropped over the weekend as well. As I think it's important to touch on all things relevant and trending. So first of all, obviously England. Um, what do you think of the Three Lions at the minute? What, what what do you think of England? Do you think we're good? Do you think we're average?
0: I get a lot of stick for this right because obviously like when Gareth Southgate as well people for some reason have got this uh, are not really keen on Southgate being our manager but I honestly think like you see the team spirit now you see like obviously we didn't win it I personally think we should have won it maybe substitutions wise if we made made different choices I personally think we could have won it but at the same time at the same time, I'm I'm happy because England was so frustrating to watch, and even though there is times where you still you're still frustrated with them, I honestly do think we do have a chance now of obviously like of winning something. I really do, and just just like you see, like um, I'm always I'm one of them weirdos who's always on TikTok looking through. I don't post them, but I'm constantly on TikTok. You go, you go into
2: a TikTok hole.
3: We we, yeah. we all we all go there. I saw some guy <laughs> making steak. Yeah, that's his old channel on on TikTok, and he's out in the woods, and he's got the sound effect of where he's chopping through the steak. And I'm there going like, oh, keep going. It's really if, good. If that's but... all you found
2: on there, James, you, you you're doing all right. If that's if that's, <laughs> that's the worst mate. you found then good, good luck there's one you.
3: there's one called morbid facts as well i i saw that and it's about some some guys and i don't know conspiracies and stuff like that that was quite good and a bit of good comedy as well but uh i won't be i won't be posting myself that's for sure um but carry on we're listening sorry yeah.
0: um no it's fine um like on tiktok and like on their social media pages like a few years ago obviously now social media is changing i'm not saying that and it is different to what it was but they're posting videos. They're posting like, they're posting different things, interviews, and it all seem to. They all seem to get on really well, and I've never, like, like I said, like social media is all different now. But I don't. I can't remember a time where I've thought, oh yeah, this England side get on really well, kind of thing. Yeah, like, it's always absolutely. been like you put it, like obviously still like the media because it's the media put like players like this person's better than this person or just different things. But I've never like seen an England team be so close and just a bond. And even with the penalties, when the guys missed the penalties, they were straight over to them. And yeah, yeah, I've never known anything like that. And I think Southgate, it does get a lot of stick. And I think people need to remember what is actually done and what is actually doing. Just give him time. This is a... with managers in general they don't get enough time
2: yeah absolutely no we we did 2024 isn't it it? we did the whole podcast james didn't we the the southgate debate Mm. um yeah
3: I mean, um, my my um, only my only gripe with him, okay. Uh, here we go. Here it, we go. It, 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 I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be honest, right? Okay, you you, you got two sides. It's the, the the angel on one side of your shoulder and the devil on the other. And I I tend to be leaning towards the angel, but I'm being pulled by the devil. And but what what I'm, what I'm meaning is, first of all, look at our results. I mean, I've been brought up with England. My first major tournament, I can remember bits of '96, but I didn't. I remember my dad watching it, and I was watching it with him. I knew it was going on, but I didn't understand it. So the first one I remember, World Cup '98, lost. 98, yeah, 98 is the one. I cried. Okay, I cried and cried and cried, and I, 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 I'm not ashamed to admit it. I did. I cried. Um, 2000. And, no, you're 2000. We're awful with we Tim Sherwood and Dennis Wise and Phil Neville. <laughs> it was shocking. Um, 2002, I thought we were good. Unlucky yeah. against Brazil. Ronaldinho. That was,
2: we lost we against one of, the, one of the greatest international sides yeah. of all time. One nil up.
3: One nil you up know? as well. Yeah. Um, and 2004, we should have done better. I think lost to Portugal penalties with a good team. 2006, that was a massive team. Yeah, unbelievably good team.
2: Um, but the problem with that under- 2016, the 2016 changes, which is exactly like what Shaz uh, like getting to there. That 2016 was such a great team. But they weren't likable. Mm. They weren't likable guys. So people like John Terry, everyone hated John Terry, Gary Neville. Like the same like and then it's like Gerard and Lampard, that old debate, and it was like so next. was well, retired all the because time. of it.
3: Scott was yeah. retired exactly, because of it. Exactly.
2: Um, but the team now is, is the the connection between the fans and the, the actual international squad, not the team and not individual players, but just as a squad, you know, a lot of these aren't megastars or they weren't when they first broke into the team and they're just proper likeable guys, you know, look you know, I'm a Tottenham fan. I absolutely love Saka. Absolutely. Well, love so the Someone's
3: got to be a Tottenham fan. I know it exactly. must be tough. They have, <laughs> yeah, but,
2: and I would rather have a team that, that, that are connected and represent the country the way that the so, fans want it to, rather than just a load of, like, superstar, uh world-class players that can't play together.
3: Yeah, basically, you know, we what we've got... Now. is What we've got is, uh, as, as I was saying, after 2006, 2008, we didn't qualify because we had an idiot in charge. Um Obviously, on that Croatia team, no... Okay, Modric, no that, was and maybe, good,
2: that was a good team, mate.
3: It was a good... Te- no, that's what I'm saying. It was a good team of players. It wasn't any individuals apart from Modric. So 2010 was an absolute... Disaster with Capello, 2012 penalties with Perlo took the mick by doing the Penenka. Um, we, we, we've had some really poor performances culminating in the unthinkable, which was Iceland at home. So what I'm trying to say is as Gareth Southgate's come in and you look at his record, so semi-final in 2018, let's be brutally honest. Maybe I'm thinking we had an easy run to that semi-final. I don't, but you can only beat what's in front of you. But we should be beating them teams. And the first time we come up against a test, you could argue we were one-nil up. We were we were 22 minutes away from a World Cup final. I personally give him the benefit of the doubt because I'm thinking, okay, it's his first big tournament. He just clearly made the wrong substitution a tactical error it it was we then went to the Nations League and lost in a semi-final there but he didn't take a strong team now I think the the Nations League in the future will turn in and develop into a major tour it could like the Euros did Um, it it started off as a bit of it's not the World Cup but now the Euros is massive and the same could be maybe said for the Nations League in future so I think he got the the squad wrong he didn't treat it seriously because we could have won that Uh, and then obviously the Euros just gone by I mean you, you lose on penalties at home against Italy. On the face of it, when you look at it, okay, fair enough. It, it hurts, it stings. However, Luke Shaw puts us one-nil up. We are all over them until about 35 minutes, and then you could see us gradually over the next 60 minutes just going back and back and back and back and back. And I'm thinking, like in my head, if I was a football manager, I'd be thinking, right, Croatia. Bang, straight away, Croatia does the same thing. And he had to switch it up. But the fact that he was unwilling to switch it up asked me two questions. One, can he not do it? Or two, did he just get it wrong again? Um,
2: yeah. I, think it's a men- I, mean. I think it's I think it's a mentality thing um as well. Not mm. not in a negative way, but imagine it's trying not to be being negative. that you know it, it, it's such a pre- it's such a pressure playing for England, representing yeah. England at a major tournament is such a pressure and you know, and the the it was more a case of there wasn't pressure like the pressure was that they didn't want to let us down. So it's it, internally like that's so hard um, to do. You know, ninety thousand at Wembley, major final, first final for you know whatever it was, sixty six years or wh- whatever. That that's probably awful, Matt. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Anyway, going off topic a little bit, but, um, but yeah, one thing uh, I will yeah. say about Gareth Southgate, you can't knock him for this. He worked Mason Greenwood out pretty sharpish and didn't bother with him again. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, say what you want about Gareth Southgate, but he, he is a good judge of character. Well, let's talk about opinion. it.
3: You know, we we mentioned earlier. Seg- uh, Segway there. Like, that was yeah, a
2: good segue. It, I tell you what, James, you did quite well there. If we're
3: on a road, you've just <laughs> literally late <laughs> indication and swerved straight in. Really, really nice. You know, smooth like, that a
2: smooth transition.
3: Uh, a little bit of a drift, and you've just caught it. Nice. Um. No. So obviously Mason Greenwood. Um, I think we can report it. It's quite clear that uh, he's been uh, arrested uh, over the weekend for an alleged domestic dispute. Um, Gareth Southgate immediately pulled the plug on him and there were rumours. Why is he not playing for England? You know, over a year now, um, he's not playing for England. And I think he lured Phil Foden into a potentially difficult position in Iceland uh, about a year ago. And Phil was brought back into the England setup. But Mason wasn't. Um Charlotte, immediate thoughts on on that situation.
0: Um, I'll be honest now. I won't go into details, but mm. obviously I was in a relationship and I've kind I'm not saying I've been in her position because everyone's different, but I have I do sympathize with her a lot because I have been in a position similar to that. And mm. honestly, it's it's awful and as mu- it sounds it sounds really bad but as much as obviously like you don't want to be abused you don't want to get hit it's not it's not just that it's what it does psychologically to you and obviously like my, since obviously me and my partner back in the day split up it still lives with me today like obviously it scars you it mm. really does and Mental like, scarring. It, it met, honestly it's mentally scarring and I've always said, obviously, as much as it's awful to be hurt physically, I would take so many like punches and like the physical, like honestly, the scarring night did to me. And obviously, I really sympathize with her. But they're saying, obviously, like a phone got hacked. I don't, I don't know, obviously, the details whether it has been hacked, whether it was a cry for help from her. But I'm just, I'm just so glad obviously it has come out because it's just awful. And she could have end she could have ended up dead or yeah. seriously. Yeah, in- absolutely. Like you you think the amount of people that go through domestic violence and it's not not obviously just women, men as well. And obviously some are lucky and survive, some obviously don't. And um just Mason Greenwood in general, like <laughs>
3: The attitude um, from what I listen to, Shah, I mean, you're right. We have to be very delicate in the way that we talk about it. But let's be brutally honest. I think everybody can get a sense of what's happened. I mean, we've all listened to the, you know, alleged voice note. Should we say, you know, it was frightening, actually. As a father myself, it's something that terrifies me. I mean, Nike now, uh, according to Sky Sports News this evening, have suspended relation their relationship with mason greenwood um as far as i'm concerned maybe there was no smoke without fire you look at the england situation you you look at james you reported yourself a couple of months ago this guy's got a terrible attitude you you called that out early uh i I actually said
2: that i didn't want him anywhere near the england squad and that was don't want to disrupt it that was before any of this this was that was in the summer um you know i like like james says no smoke without fire. As far as i'm concerned there's no coming back no coming back for him um ched evans i know it's yeah i remember a bit different he went he went to prison he served his time he came back out and when he was gonna um start to sign with clubs it was sheffield united and it all kicked off and they were going to withdraw people going to withdraw sponsorship i think jessica Ennis mm-hmm. hill was wanted to said that she would um refuse to let them use her name for the stand because the Jessica Ennis Hill stand at Bramwell Lane, so it all kicked off, and I think it, it could be very similar. You know, no one's going to touch Adam Johnson ever again. He's probably yeah. he probably can't be asked of it now, can he? He's probably going to go and live in Vietnam or something, and uh, who knows? But you know. Then there could be no coming back from this. The public won't uh, won't have him.
3: Now, um, we're gonna be talking very, very quickly about spaces and Twitter, Shah, just before you go. Obviously, you're massive on spaces, you're massive on Twitter. Anything going on in, in Shah's world at the moment?
0: No, I'll be quite honest. It's like obviously I'm I do my football things during the day, obviously working and stuff during the day. I've got two I've got two children, I'm a single mum with my two boys twitter spaces is just literally because what i don't get out much because obviously i've got the kids it's just like a release where you can just mm. like have a chat and um obviously I used to have been on my spaces um it's fun just have a laugh but yeah um i know a lot of people from like since lockdown and stuff have like struggled with the mental health so obviously i've i struggle as well so um it's just one of them things where you can come on just have a laugh. Just be yourself. Talk about whatever you want. Um, Twitter in general is even me talking about Rochdale, me having a rant, which I do a lot.
3: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I've been known for that for years, Shah. They say my rants are unbelievably polarising. Believe you me. I I, I kick James, it James
2: is actually um, sometimes he's even worth just dropping something into him, knowing that he's going to have a rant about it. And Ooh. just casually drop it into conversation and he and he will go. Well, we I do... even said
3: the car the Carlin oh. Cup is the FA Cup's ugly sister and it blew off, you know, <laughs> because it is, isn't it? No one cares no, about it. No, it's not.
2: It's not. Cha, right. The, the Arsenal Carabao Football Cup- Club, wind me up. The Carabao Cup first round draw gets made, Char. Are you yeah. interested in that as a Rochdale fan? Do you think, oh, I hope we get, you know, someone at it, home or
0: it's yeah, it's one of them where, in a way, obviously. Your first, your first couple of rounds. Um, obviously, if you can get through them, it's like we got Burnley. Obviously, they're not, they're not the biggest Premier League team. No, but it's
2: good to see them.
0: Yeah, it's a trip to Burnley. We've not obviously played them in years because they're they're Premier League now. Um, we got a good bit of money from it, kind of thing. And for clubs like us as well, them kind of cups and the FA Cup, we kind of rely on those big draws mm-hmm. and, like, obviously like for television money because it's a bit of a, it's a bit of an added bonus and it sounds mental but if we get televised against someone big that's like a few mums maybe we don't have to sell a player like yeah. it it's all, it sounds mental like no it's we, not
2: it's I it's totally not, understand no, totally yeah, understand it. and this is i've always spoken about this and i'm a big advocate of this and what the one of my biggest pet hates about modern day football is football snobbery and how yeah. like you know how Newcastle dare United fans say, right now how, dare, oh my how God. dare Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola come into this country manage one of our football clubs because they've got the most money and we'll give it to them and then try and say that we shouldn't have a Carabao Cup or we yeah. should do you know they've already got rid of replays in the FA Cup these yeah. greedy bastards and now they're going to get rid of the pr- try and get rid of the Carabao Cup it, it, well, no, I'm going you to no, tell you why you're angry, but no,
3: I'm going to tell you why you're angry, and I'm going and you're angry because you support Tottenham, and you haven't won anything since God was a boy. You haven't won anything since <laughs> TV was in black and white. You haven't won anything since, uh, I don't <laughs> know. So the, the the last time you won a trophy, you know, Phil Foden was wearing nappies.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: but but that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. The, the Carabao Cup, the EFL Cup, it is for the. It is effectively a football league. Cup, then take the is pre- and know, the like, premier league clubs are in they're in as a, as a invitation i you mean know, because they're not part of the who you always she's win it? she's just she's just said it look for us uh, i say small club i'm not being disrespectful no, but a smaller no, yeah. club
0: um, yeah for, for
2: rochdale how important the, the Carabao cup can be and i just think that the football snobbery is just off the scale yeah. with 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 the way that lower league yeah. football is perceived uh, you know it, it serves a vital purpose for the pyramid and it's just the, I, the I, snobbery, believe, I don't believe I'm a football you're a you're a you're a, um, you're a candidate for football snobbery at times James if someone says to you right now we'll get rid of the Carabao Cup you uh, uh, you know so Liverpool can have an extra day's rest before they play Leicester at home on a Saturday you would go um, yeah let's just do away with it because yeah because but oh wait a minute hang on a minute oh wait because you're in the final aren't you you might win it so it's a big you're, tournament now isn't it
3: well have I said that can you categorically state, across all these podcasts, has there ever been a moment when I said it's a massive tournament? I didn't. I didn't. No, I'm not, I said... I'm
2: not saying you're saying it's a massive <laughs> tournament. Hold
3: on a minute. But... Hold on a minute. In front of Shah, in front of the football community, you've just tried to call me out on a podcast by saying that I don't believe the Carling Cup is a big tournament. I've hit back and I've said, when have I ever said that?
2: Is it a big tournament?
3: I think that it's the fourth biggest tournament in England. Absolutely. After the FA Cup, the Premier League. And, uh, and the should field. we
2: scrap? Should we scrap the Carabao Cup then? To protect the, the elite top three clubs.
3: I I don't think that the I, I think I think what should happen with the Carabao Cup is you should bring in Rangers and Celtic um, into that as well. I think that will Im- increase interest. It will bring in more revenue for the country and I think they should do with the Carlin Cup like they do the NFL in America and take maybe take it on the road and give it a new lease of life. The FA Cup's untouchable for smaller clubs like Froom, uh, where we live, you know. But I think with the, with the EFL Cup I think you need to be, we need to do something a bit different because I think it's suffering. Premier League clubs in the early rounds put out the kids. Now, Shah turning up to watch Rochdale. That's not necessarily
2: true. That's not necessarily
3: true. No, no, because you put out your best team and still don't go through. And I get that.
2: Man City put out a strong side every time. But they win it,
3: don't they? But what we're saying is, but most clubs, James, most clubs, if you're Rochdale and you're Shah, you've turned up and you've drawn Man United in the third round at your place, okay? Rochdale fans will be thinking instantly. Ronaldo, De Gea, Harry Maguire. What they're going to get is Dean Henderson, Victor Lindelof, okay, and Twan Zanebe when he's there. And the reality is that's not fair. And what I think you should do is you should be mandated to play at least five or six first team players. So that's one. Yeah, but you they could are
2: first team players, though. Did they, Man City can put not really first team players. players. Well, how do you ju- how do you justify what it? Who's a first team player and who isn't? If you have, oh, you can't uh, play Oxay Chamberlain because he's not he's not good enough. I think
3: you just Or you must you must pay
2: Van Dyke because he's better than that Phillips.
3: Well, you, you have to let me finish. You can't you can't <laughs> answer a question and then when I get start to get I'm just going uh uh da-da, but, but but and you go, but you have the I think basically we need to do something different with the EFL to give it an injection of life, a bit of passion, a bit of love, do something with it to give it a bit more vibrancy because the FA Cup is untouchable. 125 years, leave it be, it's fantastic. The Premier League's the best league in the world. Champions League's corrupt by UEFA as we all well and know, but it's a good tournament. And the EFL Cup, I think, is the ugly duckling of the pack. And I think we need to do something different to give it a new lease of life. That's where, what, I, where I stand on that.
2: What What could we do different with it? Group stages? Like they do with the Papa John's? I don't know, let's ask Shah. Do, How do does you, that work? The, the EFL changes. You... about Shah? Do you care about the Papa John's, Shah?
0: Do you know what's frustrating, right? Our fans don't care about the Papa John's, but in reality, mm. if we were to win a trophy, we've never won a trophy before, yeah. but if we were to win a trophy, that would be the one that we would win. So I, I don't see why our fans are not interested about that because, yeah, reality is, that is the one we are more likable of winning.
2: Yeah. So, so as, Have you as, have you had any of the um, under-23 sides come down um, pro- in the Papa John's?
0: We didn't get through um, this year. We were obviously just in the group stages. We beat Liverpool's under-21s. I think that we beat them. I think it was 5-0. We were 5 or 6-0. We beat them. Um, In the past, we played Manchester City. They've got a really good, like, (laughs) versus...
3: That's
2: what money buys you, Shaw. Yeah. Um... Well, I was just—I was just going to say—it's no wonder you were calling all those games off when you had one COVID case because you've got—you've got no depth.
3: No, there was no. It wasn't proven. It was an allegation. Um, and, <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, that—that's that. But Char, last word from yourself. We've been nearly nearly an hour already, and I—I I hope uh, you know you mentioned the word rant, and I think uh, myself and James just exploded into life. But um, I <laughs> I, it was a bit of a shocker. You're thinking I'm never coming on here again. These guys are nuts. Um, <laughs> But last word for yourself um does the EFL need to change does 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 the league pyramid system need to change or are you happy with everything as it is
0: I think the EFL in general need to um just in general like um we've had like I mentioned before the it's more the ownerships I think with the EFL I think um I think they need to look who are buying clubs, who are involved. The fit in and
2: proper persons, yes. whatever it's called, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's yeah. what the EFL need to look in. As As for the pyramid table, and um, I know Pep Guardiola mentioned, I don't know if it was this season or last season, he wanted their um, under-23s or whatever to start joining League One, League Two. And I stuff like that, I just don't get. It's like the pyramid system we've got now Obviously, for clubs like us in particular, we rely on loans from Premier League, mm. whether it be whether it be young players, like um, whether it be from academies, them kind of things we rely on. And I think in general, like if, like Pep Guardiola said, um, if those teams, the under twenty threes, the under whatever's joined League One and League Two, it would have a massive effect on clubs like us because financially, in particular, and yeah i i just i think i think at the minute i'm happy with like your premier league your championship your league one league two kind of thing i'm
2: yeah one thing we said about was that they should make it we propose more in line different. so you should have free go down from the championship free go down from league one free yeah. go down from league two yeah. and then you could have an extra team come up from the national yeah, league maybe. every year because it's yeah. so hard to get out of that national League; yeah, it's it almost is. impossible which is why normally the team that comes up out of the national league does well because yeah. it's so hard to get out of it. You just right. you, you battle-hardened, aren't you?
3: Well, look, yeah. I remember the days when uh, some some clubs were denied promotion from the, yeah. from that national league because the stadium wasn't good enough. I mean, well, imagine. Well, now for they're a coming kick up with
2: three G pitches, having to rip yeah. up three G pitches and put grass back down, yeah. which completely defeats the object of having a three G pitch.
3: Yeah, but but we'll be honest with you, James Shah, We could probably talk all night long, but the reality is we've all got things that we probably need to do Charlotte needs to no doubt get onto Twitter and, and do do what you're doing on there um, it, I must admit Charlotte, it's been an absolute breath of fresh air having you on the show um, I absolutely commend you for your work with her game too especially I think that's wonderful um, your podcast as well obviously we'll get that promoted out to all of our listeners as well and I think it's really important that you get some maybe additional uh, listens there um, thank you for being you and uh, I really hope that the podcast was okay for you
0: Oh, I loved it, and thank you so much for having me on, inviting me on. It's been. No, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure.
3: Cool. Well, uh, that's all from me, and that's it from me. <laughs> and we'll see you again very, very soon.
1: Hello, sports fans, and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show, the sports podcast that's by the fans
2: for the fans,
1: where you can guarantee explosive debate. Trending topics, big interviews and guests,
2: and regular uploads.
1: Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.